You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Screening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. <laughs> Hi. And uh, this week, uh, so I have to switch things up for those who are uh, listening to us every week. Uh, we're going to switch things up a little from what I said before in the sense that what we're going to do mm-hmm. is all our, our yearly efforts, right? We're going to move back like one week. Oh, yeah. So we won't start them next week. Right. We will start them week the after. week after that. All right. And then it will be like uh, best, the first week will be best, then the worst, then our awards. Okay. And uh, there's a very strange reason for it, I think, but um, usually the reason for it might be, I have to see a few more movies before I can have my best of the year. I only have seven. (laughs) Uh, Right. But no, uh, because this year, um, I actually have a few things that uh, I have to see because I don't have a lot of stuff on my worst list. And yeah. I know there are yeah. a few movies uh, that I haven't, you know, I haven't got every movie in, whatever. Right. Uh, anyway, but actually, both are probably true. I have a couple. There's a lot I, of I films. Have, I have a couple more movies I might want to see for my best list, too. Right. Um, and I have a couple of movies uh, that I still want to get to uh, for potential our awardsness. Right. Um, right. And for our awards, I have a few things that are like pretty locked. Yeah, but, but I have a couple things that I'm like, yeah, I don't know, maybe, man. you know. I was looking at my list and I thought this is a year where maybe one to six are solid, and seven, eight, nine, ten have asterisks next to them because right. I saw hardly anything. Right. You know, right. and I'm like, technically, that's the better of the things that I saw, but that's not. But that doesn't. That matter. would never make a normal list. So right. So uh, so this week we are going to uh, we're going to cover Ma Rainey's Black Bottom mm-hmm. and <laughs> Nomadland, uh, especially because uh, the you know all the nominations are coming out. The Golden Globes nominations just came out. Uh, I, I feel sort of justified in the fact that. Uh, at this point now, everyone is just making fun of the Golden Globes <laughs> now that now that they released this year's nominations. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it was this, it was a weird day of nominations in the history of you know how long I've been doing this. Right for just the instant, you know, everyone's always like, "Hey, this is snubbed," or "Hey, yeah. this is a surprise," or whatever. But man, when the Golden Globes nominations came out this year, right. It was just like, what the hell is going on? It, was, it wasn't even like, oh, sure, there are some snubs. There are like the obvious things, right? Yeah. That just absolutely are going to get nominated, right? Right. And then everything else was like, what? <laughs> it was so, it was so, it, it, it's weird. I'm yeah. not even going to go into everything on the Golden Globes, but uh, it was a very, very strange uh, year for nominations for them. But, uh, as I was just uh, saying before we went on the air, as soon as we're done here, I have to do my nominations for the Critics' Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the Oscar nominations will be out soon, whatever. So anyway, it's like big award time. And two of the movies that everyone uh, is pushing really hard for several things uh, is uh, Nomadland and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom yeah. that we <clears throat> haven't covered. So we'll do right. those. And then next week, I think we'll kind of do a, a quick roundup of all kinds of things that we just haven't been able to cover that uh, maybe are or maybe aren't really serious nominee contenders, <laughs> right? But things that you know we just we haven't covered on the show. So yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> next week we might do like I don't even know. I mean, five or six things that we're just that trying to get things. through. Yeah. Uh, what's going on as we enter award season? And uh, before you know, speaking of awards, because I, like I said, I have to do my nominations, so I'm running through like every movie, whatever. Right. And you know, my <laughs> impression this year is that uh, it, obviously it's a crazy year, right? This mm-hmm. is going to be a unique year, whatever happens in the movie industry, right? And for whatever reason, it seems like what we've done is really just solidified everything into a smaller and smaller <laughs> bracket of movies this year, right? right? right. Like, um, so I wrote down all the movies that basically anyone is talking about. I mean, excluding things like maybe Song, right? Yeah. Song will get. <laughs> you might have any movie get Song, right? right? Like some right. somebody will have, or even score to a certain extent. Yeah, some movie might just have this great score, or whatever. And it might be a movie that no one's ever heard of, is not in contention for anything else, right? right, Whatever. But for, you know, your major things, right? So I wrote down all these movies. And if you take, like, the real top, right, Mm -hmm. there's, like, 16 total movies that cover not only all of the probable nominations. Right but even kind of all of the outlier nominations to a certain extent, right? And then if you expand it a little bit, right, for some of the, well, maybe they'll get nominated or, you know, categories where you're like, boy, I don't know what the fifth one's going to be, right? Because sometimes, you know, that's hard, whatever. Yeah. Uh, You're still only talking like 24, 25 total movies that... Like I said, don't just cover every nom- nominee. Right. But even like every, I don't know, maybe this one. Right. I mean, that is mm-hmm. like a. <laughs> yeah. That is a big small overlap. small pool yeah. of. That's movies. a lot of overlap. And, you know, every year there's like, oh, this movie got nominated for absolutely everything. And sure. This other movie is the big thing. And, you know, the thing that's going to be, I think, really <laughs> weird this year. What that did in my thinking about nominations and looking at these movies and thinking, man, look at how this is like such a tiny pool. Yeah. Uh, What I think is going to be very weird about that, and who knows, maybe this kind of happened in the Golden Globes, right? But for most things, like I nominate three things, right? Yeah. So if you've got uh, the one that is going to win right. got Titanic, <laughs> no matter whatever. what. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you've got like the one thing that's going to end up getting like 80, 90% of the votes. And, yeah. And it's not like this whole weird splitting thing. Then, uh, you know, you might get some variation, right. In having 
uh, you know, a few hundred critics right. who pick two and three, right? But if you've got this tiny window of movies and you've got three yeah. that virtually everyone's going to pick, right? right? Then you're going to have now. like somebody pick three, and there's like only two two people said that, right? But it's still going to get nominated because you got to have five, and you're right. only allowed to pick three, right? Yeah, you only right. you're only picking out a three where we have to take four and five from. I don't know, like you know, the in most pool, years, if yeah. you looked at everyone's three movies, mm-hmm. you know, you might have like ten or fifteen movies that come up, and right. then you got to have the top ones or whatever. But yeah. in in this weird pool that we have where you're going to have a vast majority of people have the same three picks yeah god who knows what right four and five nominee will be right it could be anything anyway um but uh it it is and it is weird this is going to be a weird year for me with nominees specifically uh because after these nominations come out after the academy award nominations come out you know there are a lot of movies uh that are big time things that i'm like i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah there are a lot of uh so anyway um going through this list right so here's the list of movies these are all the movies okay. that it matters to see this year okay don't bother seeing anything else. don't bother these this is covered ones, right? right okay tenet nomad land promising young, young woman the trial of the chicago seven the five bloods one night in miami sound of metal mank Hillbilly Elegy, Judas and the Black Messiah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Minari, News of the World, The Father, The Mauritanian, and The Midnight Sky. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. Those movies cover the nominations of virtually everything. Picture, director, all of the nominations. Yeah. Not just like. Not just the big ones, but the number one spot, all the nominations. And then. You expand out a little bit, and you got <laughs> Ammonite, The Assistant, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, Personal History of David Copperfield, Emma, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, Another Round, and First Cow. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting like the production design, like the hair and makeup. Right. And, yeah, right. You Set, know, some costume. Other, some other stuff like that. Right. And that's that's pretty much it. That's all the movies there are. Yeah. <laughs> to draw you heard it here first that's all you need that is weird yeah that is crazy it's not even like um (laughs) you know some supporting actor Uh from some movie that no 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 one's talking about for anything else but there's like supporting actor i mean there are some of those there there are a couple of movies like that to your point every once in a while there's a film that pops up and you're like that's not that great except that one person right and they're gonna get the nomination or it's not that great (laughs) but it's going to get uh costume right or for sure whatever yeah whatever is in there um but man not this year i don't know and, funny. and I got, this is probably uh, the year, as far as, you know, I can think of off the top of my head, and maybe if I really explored it, something else would come up too, but yeah. this is this feels like the year anyway, where my nominations, there are a lot of my picks where I'm like, yeah, okay, that's number one. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what I'm going to vote for. Anyway, right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> 
But my two and three are not things that anybody else is going to nominate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, look, <laughs> I know you're going to pick these two things. Mm-hmm. I didn't like them. I, I didn't think that was great direction. You're not. I, that's not good editing yeah. just because all right. of a sudden it's, it's right. a movie everybody. And you're not doing it to be a spoiler. Say. You you genuinely just are like, no, yeah, no. That's, I don't like that. No, so you, you I, vote with what you really think is going to be. And especially depending on yeah. what it is, you know. And, uh, and I will say there are some movies, you know, for like production design, even for a director mm-hmm. uh, where, I, I mean, I think there was another one too that I, I'm missing, but you know, I didn't like the movie. Yeah, but I'm like, eh, it was well it was directed. pretty done. Yeah, it, right. It, it was uh, that's good production design, yeah. man. That was uh, every year should have an uncut gems. You know, a film that you're like, man, that's such a good film that I hate. Right, like right. it's just so detestable. And there, yeah. but but in looking at what you're nominating and including things like uh, supporting actor or cinematography right you know there there were movies that i was like meh i don't know this movie's okay right i will give you the cinematography right that was right. <laughs> you guys that, nailed that, that one that was really that was Would really been better good. for the story but and yeah. i think it's so yeah. weird and this is you know just always true uh but i just hate the fact that uh, there there are movies where you know director cinematographer actor you know people just don't Look at it. You know, I'm voting for this for best movie. How could right. it not win all these other Everything. things? Oh, right. for God's sake! Right. Right. <laughs> it's like it's just not that great right. of cinematography, right? Yeah, right. You could have a really great movie and go. I mean, it's uh, pretty bland. The, act, the actors are okay, right? Yeah. Were they doing anything difficult? Right. Can anyone else have done that? Right. Would it be a different movie? No, the yeah. acting roles are dumb, or like a screenplay or something, right. like. Yeah, anyway, I mean, now just to babble about that forever, yeah, I guess. Right. But anyway, uh, but it is, um, you know, big time award season and uh, everyone go out and see these movies. Imagine if you go out and, you know, want to watch some movie just for fun. Right. I mean, yeah. you can't. Who it's does these, that anymore? Right? You got to do it for, <laughs> uh, for, uh, but, it for but I will shows. say, um, I thought it was cool. Uh, yeah. nominating stuff because I got to nominate Eurovision. Yeah. Because I'll be damned if I don't think that song is awesome. And yeah. I get to... <laughs> is Yaya Ding Dong like the best song ever? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's the Husavik song. Now, every time I'm somewhere and someone's like, what's the name of that thing? I'm like, Yaya Ding Dong. <laughs> Play it. Play it. Play Yaya Ding Dong. Yaya. It's the only anyway, good thing about that film. Um, all right. So, uh, jumping into movies. Yeah. Because well, wait, I, actually, I was going to ask you something real quick about, because you've been doing it a long time, but as long as you've been nominating things, the internet has been steadfast, right? Like, it's been internet balloting. You've never had to send a ballot in or, God forbid, phone a ballot in. Oh, no, no. Right? No. Okay. I, the weird thing about this that got in my I mean, head. it's email. It's, it's, it's been email. Okay. It's all. I mean, because it it's funny. It's funny as a small, quick segue uh, tangent that. They're talking about all these cars and gas emissions in 2035. And I'm like, that sounds like a long way away. It's only 15 years. 20 years ago, people were still using AOL screen names. Right. Like 1999, when The Matrix came out, I know a lot of people didn't have email accounts. And when they did, they used AOL disks. And they still, like 
dial-up was still predominant. And I'm like, that wasn't that long ago. Right. But it feels like it was 600 years ago. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, it'd be funny if the internet went down, you had to call your ballots in. Right. You know, or just, I'm sure they had to mail them in. But of course, the hierarchy is online, then email, then mail-in, sure. then phone. But I don't know how long you've been. Uh, you might have had to send like the Pony Express out. No, and- it's it's always been email. Has although. It, yeah. um it has to be because it's just so many people, so many members, so many ballots. I mean, yeah. so many things, but somebody's putting the data in and right. that's, right. you know. Yeah, you have to uh, that's cool. email this little uh, form back. It's all very, yeah. I don't know. It's all very It's old very old. School, really. I was going to say it's, it's not, not. It's not really like There's a no revolution. There's no flash or anything. So uh, anyway. anyway, yeah. Um, so Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, yeah. which is uh, one of the one of the uh, kind of lock nominations for sure mm-hmm. is uh, Chadwick Boseman. Right. Because uh, at least if you go by any version of finding who's predicting what and what yeah, experts right. are doing, right. you know, saying what, like he's going to get nominated for best actor and pretty likely win. Right. As far as, well, not only especially I mean, the Academy Awards, just just right? even that, but also as something we're not talking about today is you know he's going to pick up. I would be surprised if he didn't get a supporting ad for Defy Bloods, right? Like he's all over right. the place, and some of that is because he died, right? You know, and some of that is just because he's he's freaking good, yeah. So, and uh, and I, I will say this, um, in in this movie, I mean he's good, but in this movie, <clears throat> everyone's good, yeah. And this is a movie where it's almost hard to tell anymore who's good. <laughs> and even if you hate this movie, right? Uh-huh. And, and I could see people not really caring about this movie and going, hooray, this is... Sure. Yeah. You know, it looks here's, dismissible. Here's but... this bitchy woman. Right. <laughs> right. Whatever. And I have to watch her yell at people. Right. And here's this <clears throat> these crazy people in this back room. Yeah telling stories that you know this is not a movie that's for everyone right right? um because it's weird and it's a play and it's odd yeah and it's a play and it's one of those movies which you know i don't know if i lean heavily towards this um theory right but this is a play we made into a movie by leaving it as much just a play as we can yeah it feels like it's just still a play right. and you filmed it, except, oh, wait, we went outside for the car thing. Yeah, right. A couple <laughs> I mean, additional you know, scenes. It's like, yeah. It could easily just be a camera on uh-huh. a stage and you're, right. they're, they're just in a well, room. Now we're in another room. <laughs> just, we're just, you know, anyway. Your turn for a monologue, my turn. Um, yeah. Right. And it's uh, now, now I tell a story, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but even if you hate it, Mm-hmm. Man, it, like if you can't appreciate good acting happening, yeah, uh, that you know, then I guess don't watch this. But yeah, right, uh, but even if even if you're not interested in what's going on, which a lot of movies, you know, th- that'll carry some people to the end. Like <laughs> I'm not that interested in this thing, right? But man, look at him, look at go, him go, or, right? Look at look him at go. her go right. or whatever. Yeah. Um. With you know, I'll, I don't want to review the whole movie sideways or whatever but you know viola davis obviously also huge nomination lock Mm -hmm. um that she's gonna get uh best actress i didn't think she was that great in this 
I, I thought she was really, really good, right? And you know, she was. She was she was good. But I I got kind of lost in everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then she was and then I'm like no man now she's just kind of twirling her mustache at times right like mm-hmm. I, you know i don't know she was definitely really good she was probably even definitely nomination worthy mm-hmm. right but i'm not sure that she absolutely locks like has to win like some people right. are, are right. really saying I'm that like, that that's where i'm with you i don't know there are some there were some parts where you know especially that uh, car accident scene. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, "Wait, what's happening?" Yeah, I don't know. That's but something I think that that they could not not include because they were pretty devoted to the play, right? And that's something that in the film just doesn't it doesn't right. work. You can do so much more, and you establish all the characters and their motivations without needing that right. at all. All right. So uh, now that we've gone sideways into this movie, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, before we did anything, so uh, this is. Actually, and also, uh, I'll say the opening with Viola Davis, I thought was odd, right? So I, I'll throw that out. Uh, so this, so the story, if you don't know, mm-hmm. um, uh, she's a uh, a black singer mm-hmm. based on an actual person. I have no idea to what extent anything that happens in the play or movie has a whole lot of basis in reality. Right. I mean, apart from just the very Notion, general idea, idea that yeah, the there she was, there were records, <laughs> whatever, right? Right. Um, but so she's a singer, and the majority of the movie just takes place kind of this one day when she's mm-hmm. going in to record, uh, and it's like we've got uh, her band that's going to play with her, and they are in like this rehearsal room for the majority of everything. Right. And then at certain points they go back and forth into like, they go into the recording room and they actually play, but they spend a lot of time just kind of talking and telling stories (laughs) and getting pissed at each other. Right. Chadwick Boseman is like this upstart dude who thinks he's, you know, the shit. And, uh, and everyone, is like really kind of bowing down to the queen, right? Uh, because I don't know, she sells, records. she sells all the records, right? She sells out her yeah. tour, like all the you know, whatever. Uh, this is going to be like big money, mm-hmm. and she's got her manager, and then we have the guy you know running the recording studio, yeah, and ultimately, she is like. You tell him that this is what's happening, or I will go home, right. or whatever. Right, <laughs> and uh, and you know hilarity ensues. Right, right, and that's pretty <laughs> much the movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> so I, I like loved and at times kind of thought it was only okay, but all of my problems with it are things that would be my problem with the play. Right. right? And you can't like fault the movie for it. Right. Right. So at the end of the day, I give this eight and a half. Um, I would have liked some things to be different (laughs) (laughs) that were not. Um, and it's, you know, it's almost like, uh, another, another movie, uh, that's obviously getting tons of attention is like the trial, uh, of Of the the Chicago Chicago seven. Right. Yeah. 
And that movie where it's not exactly a documentary, but it's based really, really on a lot of stuff happened. And, and I thought both of these movies, because I really liked both of these movies. Mm-hmm. And when I'm watching them, I'm like, you know, there were no times that I'm watching the movie going, ugh, I'm bored or how much longer right. is this or whatever. Like they were really good movies. But both of these movies kind of came back to my standard thing, mm-hmm. right? Which is, uh, if that's the truth, lie. This is right. a movie, right. <laughs> right? right? There were just times in both of these movies where I'm like, and in this one, I thought I'm way less forgiving than with the trial, right? Because the trial is like, look, man, this is what this is documented <laughs> this is yeah, exactly right. what happened, all this stuff. Yeah. In this one, I don't know what happened. Right. Who knows what happened in that room? Somebody said, somebody said right? this happened. Who knows right. that this the story in this little back room with these musicians and whatever and what happened? Yeah. And and so like uh, you know if. <laughs> If this scene is what really happened, right. then tell me a lie about right. what really happened. Right. And if this scene is not what really happened, yeah. then what the hell are right. you doing? Where, yeah. You know, putting this out. So there were like some times where I kind of got a little uh, and there were times where Chadwick Boseman as much as I thought he was actually really great, mm-hmm. uh, I think he was really good in the in this movie. There were still times where I was like, "But what he's doing really well is not what someone should have told him to do really well." I mean, you know, <laughs> like know he is mean. doing that really well. Yeah, but I don't want him to be doing it. Right? right? It's you know, right. he should be going in a different direction. He should not be quite so over the top right mm-hmm. here. You know, whatever. I mean. Anyway, so I give it eight and a half. You're right. The weakness is that it's too close to being a play. And again, because Sorkin, you know, you brought him up, I think sometimes of like how A Few Good Men was a play. And when you watch that movie, you don't ever know that was a play. You might in your mind think like that might be a good play someday, but that's a film and a big courtroom drama. Now you can, you can retrofit it to a play if you know that it started off that way. This even if you didn't understand and you'd never read August Wilson's work and you'd never seen or read the play, you know, it's a play pretty yeah. fast in and it doesn't ever want to become anything beyond what it is. It just wants to show you this play with all these great talents. And in that regard, it succeeds. Like it's really, it's really the play mm-hmm. for me. The problems that bring it to eight and a half as well mm-hmm. is that it's the play. There's, there's stuff in there that just doesn't fit in a way that an intermission might might not fool you or deceive you, but might cover for you. Like if you're 45 minutes in and then there's a pocket of stuff there where I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. Maybe if I'd been able to stretch my legs and go outside for a minute and come back in, I wouldn't have thought that because I would have been refreshed. Right. The movie's only 90 minutes long. It's not laborious. It's not hard to sit through. It's really fun to sit through. I hate the ending. I've hated the ending of the play. I never liked I never liked how Wilson made characters who I normally and otherworldly would have believed capable of doing the things that they do do, but not at the speed of which they do them here. Right. And for me, when I was watching it, this is like this is the dumbest thing to compare it to ages ago when Mel Gibson played Hamlet. 
Okay. No, yeah, and I'm yeah. watching this and I'm like, holy shit, Martin Riggs is going to get out of this. <laughs> I know yeah. what Hamlet is. I've read right. Hamlet a million times. I've seen different versions of the play forever. I genuinely thought he was going to lethal weapon his way out of his fate because I'm like, it's Mel Gibson. Look at him. <laughs> right. He's going to do this. He's not going to do this. When I'm watching this film and I'm thinking, I haven't read I haven't read Ma Rainey's in a long time and I haven't seen the play. I've only seen the play version once and I think that was like first year of college, maybe last year of high school. And it was this, I mean, it's the play. You don't you yeah. don't come in and start changing stuff, especially if you're messing with August Wilson's stuff. But I'm watching this and I'm like, maybe they do a different ending. <laughs> right. Maybe they actually have something similar. Maybe they but mix maybe things they, up a little maybe bit they, like right. um, Little Women. Maybe right? they've maybe, maybe they turn it a, put bit. a twist. Yeah. And I'm watching this and I'm going, I don't remember everything, but I do remember some stuff very well. And it's hitting it all. So maybe they're gonna do it. And then the ending comes and I'm like, nah. Yes. But there's a couple scenes. Again, my my big criticism is the ending. And my big criticism is just it's uneven. Right. It just it's so solid for like 15 minutes. And then there's like a pocket of three or four minutes where I'm not bored, but you don't have the same energy, you don't have the same push. And it feels noticeable, but you excuse it because everybody is really doing a great job. And I mean, everybody's doing a great job. The the secondary characters, the tertiary characters, there's a bunch of dumb stuff in the play outside of the ending, like when Levy starts fooling around with Ma's girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, but it's in the play because this is the play. Right. But as a narrative, that's not happening here. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's not... Uh, it's not really serving anything. It does, right. I was just going to say. And the thing that's weird about that part of the story specifically, right. when that starts happening and then combine that with kind of the end, yeah. but not I know. exactly but before, the end, yeah, I know right? what you mean. Yep. When that starts happening, yeah. right? When those two things, when they start happening, you start watching it. It's really good. You're, uh -huh. you know, you're invested. And it's like this is going to serve like some other right. purpose, and right. you're like, "So okay, I'm okay with it." So I'll take whatever. it, right? And then it doesn't, right? Like and they don't like, actually. Yeah, they drop it, <laughs> right? And and it's okay. Like I get Levy is this super hot kid. Like he's so talented. He's on fire right now. He feels invulnerable because that's what youth does. I love the. I mean, I my girlfriend walked in. I was four minutes in and she's like oh what is this and i told her and she's like is it good i'm like it just started and in the beginning scene levy kind of steals quite literally the spotlight from right, ma right, rainey right. and when he does it and when she shouts at the at the lighting guy and i'm like "Ooh, <sighs> this has got it this is gonna be good because viola davis is still viola davis and we all know who chadwick boseman was and I'm in this, and I'm like, I'm four minutes in, and I'm already loving it. Right. You know, and she's like, well, that's that's weird. I, I'll say this. Everybody with their monologues, they nail them as far as I'm concerned. The thing that I like most about Viola Davis isn't in the beginning, and it isn't in the end. There's that sweet spot in the middle where she's talking to Cutler, and she's complained about the coke four yeah. or five times, which right. is the funny MacGuffin of everybody running for things. Right. But when she chases the guy out by talking about the price of a Coke and then she turns around and they're talking to each other and she's like, they're going to get everything they want from me until they have what they want and I'm useless. 
I got a little bit of a chill there. Like, that's why she got nominated. She's both incredibly, like, tired and angry. And I just think the best word for her is ornery. Yet, at the, za- at the exact same second, she's so vulnerable. And Viola shows it. Like, she's right. so tired. She's so bitter. She's so positive about what she wants. Yet, she's, like, she's hurt. Right. She's really hurt and hurting. And it shows in her voice. It shows in her aesthetic. You know, it just, she portrays that. And I think, I think you tell some qualified actress, you're like, go over there and you're exasperated and go. <laughs> but there's more going on here. Like in that one monologue from her, there's like these layers that she's showing Ma Rainey has. And she's bouncing off Cutler, who's a supporting character in the scene, and he's doing everything he needs, but he doesn't have to even be there. She could just be talking to the air. And I'm like, that's how I felt when Chadwick's doing, you know, how he'll say what he wants to the white man. Right. How I had to rewatch three or four times because it just kept cracking up. Just the most disposable line when Cutler's riding him and he's like, that ain't the kind of band we are. And he's like, I know the kind of band you are. I can look at you. I can look at Toledo and know already the kind of band you are. And Toledo goes, hey, wait a minute. Don't be bringing Toledo into this. <laughs> right. And I'm like, that's the that's the play. There, it sounds there so is, perfect. And there is like all a, great. There is like a beauty to, uh, you know, obviously, because it's sure. kind of the whole point of the play. But there is like this beauty to mashing the two characters right. together always yeah as uh you know chadwick boseman's character is like young and like i'm gonna make my own band and right. i'm gonna do this and that yeah and uh you know on the other side you got ma rainey and her wanting a coke and everything and she is basically at the spot where this is as good as it gets right She's, right. she's got she's at the zenith she's got whatever she was ever gonna get yeah right this right. is she's at the absolute top and looking down going nah, i ain't got shit right like and I, right and i still am not and <laughs> yeah and she is you know like just it's almost like they're talking to yeah. each other right except right. that they don't whatever so all that <laughs> stuff that you know all the stuff that's the great stuff i was just gonna play, say that. it's right, working is yeah is great yeah so, just the weird, the weird missteps from the from its own fault and its premise of being the play is the only reason it just didn't land higher. But I mean, for both of us, eight and a half is that's pretty high. Yeah, that's, that's pretty stellar. That's I pretty mean, good. it's really great. Uh, and it's uh, now I'm forgetting, but this one's on Netflix. I think this is on Netflix now. Yeah, and it's uh, and there's a and thing. it's available and go hey, get it. I don't know if you saw it or if it was part of. I don't know where you saw it. I don't know if you had screeners or or um, premieres and stuff. I finished it and. As the film is showing the credits, like you said, it shows who the real people oh, are supposed got, to be. They got like an extra thing. Or they something? show, yeah, they show photos of who Ma Rainey is, who Levy is, who Cutler is, Toledo. At the near end, when it's telling me, "Do you want to watch the credits? You want to skip to the, what we think you'll like next?" I'm like, right, "I'll right. watch the credits." It ended, and then it popped up. There's a like, there's like another twenty or twenty five minute featurette with Denzel Washington, Viola Davis, like everybody talking about oh, the play. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. I didn't watch it then. Because things got in the way, but I I remember looking at that, going, I'll watch that the same way. I can't believe I watched the like thirty minute roundtable discussion after the Irishman. I just finished like three and a half hours, and I'm like, well, right. it's another half hour. Let's do this. <laughs> right. But for this, I was looking at that, and I'm like, I'll watch them talk about this because that was so fun to watch. The ending notwithstanding, I want to know more about it. Right. I want to hear what they had to say about him. So that's on there. And I don't know if. If well, anybody I, I is don't watching even know it. what was uh, with the Irishman. What, what the Irishman after after um, 
after you watched it on, on Netflix, that it would get to the end, and then it was like suggested, and then there was a Scorsese, Pacino, De Niro, and Pesci sitting at a booth, and they were just talking. And they huh. talked about The Irishman, but they talked about everything. Right. Some of it wasn't even film. Some of it was, what are you doing on vacation? Like, it was <laughs> right. literally huh. like, they tried to keep it kind of on point. But they're just all like, they're talking about how they you know, how they yarded Pesci back in for another go. And he's like, I'm retired. And he's right, like, they right. kept coming. Right. And when Bob wants you to do something, Bob's pretty convincing. He just keeps coming at you. And you're like, fine, I'll do it. Just stop calling me. Right. But it goes back and forth. And for another half hour, watching them be themselves, laughing and giving each other crap, like I was all for that. Hmm. It was, and it was worth it. I think that's I, I still. Didn't, uh, I, think that's you know, still I didn't. I guess if you don't watch it on Netflix, you're not. Gonna, Maybe you're not going to. But I never know. Like these are the things when you get like a copy of the film. You know, sometimes it's a featurette or it's something right, right. additional, supplicant stuff. But uh, but anyway, yeah. well, the Irishman. I mean, I, was I mean, there, yeah, sure, so you went. Yeah, count. but. Uh, all, right, all right, so that's uh, that one. Rainy. Go see that and yeah. uh, Nomadland. Nomad Land. Uh, so Nomad Land is right. another one where uh, if you've been living under a rock or something, right? Francis yeah. McDormand is uh, absolutely locked to get nominated for Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Whether or not she's absolutely locked to win, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but the movie's also, you know, pretty solid best picture, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the thing best picture this year is also going to be a little crazy, right? Because, well, especially if you consider, uh, I don't even remember what the algorithm theory or whatever <laughs> right. of the Oscars anymore. It's like mm-hmm. every other year, it's like well, this year it might be up to blah, 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 whatever the algorithm says. We have 10 movies now or right. whatever. Anyway, um, but the... You know, the first five are pretty solidly locked. Yeah. And then there's a little wiggle room in, in the rest of them. But Nomadland is a really seriously solidly up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, I think it's pretty much locked on, like, cinematography. Uh, everyone's, yeah, uh, everyone's kind of Gaga predicting that it. is yeah. going to be cinematography, which, fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. it, 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 it kind of deserves that, yeah. right? Um, but then there are eh, anything else. It's not really looking too serious for nom- nominations, right. Right. or at least nominations with any especially high chance of winning it. Right. right. But anyway, um, but for the whole year, people have been talking about Francis McDormand. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and I got to tell you, right? I don't like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> As much as uh, everyone says it's a Best Picture nomination, everyone says she's great. Uh, who's the other? It's like Straytharn. Yeah, David Straytharn. Is, uh, yeah. is in it. He might possibly get nominated for a Supporting Actor, which I think is absolutely nonsensical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think I love him. Uh, no, I, I know. I like every. Yeah, I like great. everything he's in. Yeah. Right. I like right. him in this movie, even though I don't like the movie because he's fine. Yeah, right? he's doing his job. But I think that uh, nominating him for best supporting actor in this is like an insult to supporting actors. I yeah. mean, he is like a cameo that happens twice, right. and now he's supporting something. Right. right. He's, like, right. he's like a supporting actor. 
Uh, I think I just think it's I just think it's crazy. It yeah. would be crazy. It's it, that's one of those things where people are like, I, I really love this movie and want it to be nominated for everything. What's right. something else? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Right. Anyway. Um. So so here's I have like a weird experience with this Uh-oh. semi-documentary film. I right. mean, it's like some of it is like these real people. We're like kind of blending. Like, are we making a documentary of this theory? Right. Or this thing that people do or this right. life or this lifestyle, this life that lots of people have. Yeah. Uh, that lots of people are stuck in. Uh, lots of people are not stuck in. They want it. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's right. like this whole it's like this whole thing. Are we making a documentary about this or are we actually telling some story? Is it like a movie and it just happens to have like real people mm-hmm. in it? Is there actually a movie that is about her specifically? Or is she just this placeholder so that we can look at the human? Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> she can like represent right. a variety of people who have circumstances happen to her. Yeah. If she's supposed to just represent a bunch of people, right? Right. Then is the story about her actually its own thing right you know i don't know this is, it's like this whole weird melding because a lot of these people are real a lot right. of the people right. in this movie are hey i'm the guy who runs this thing you're mark and, you know in the, whatever, in the film right? you're mark i'm <laughs> right. shane right like we're not anybody uh, else so right um anyway yeah so uh f- so in the movie right francis mcdormand is uh so she was married her husband died they had moved to this you know, industry it's town, like a factory town called empire, right? Where the industry died and yeah. then there was nothing there. Like they will. And, uh, it was kind of funny. It, it's kind of funny. I thought how the movie opens telling you about how like the zip code. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Not a zip code anymore. Yeah. Cause not, no one li- like, the, there's nobody there. You're, so you're so dead. <laughs> you that, the post, that the post office said that's yeah. not a zip code anymore. Right. Um, and basically she just, yeah. uh, got her van <laughs> yeah. and just took on this, you know, nomad lifestyle right. that is there. Right. And there are places that she goes and there's like kind of this whole circuit. There's like basically like a yearly circuit that yeah. she's on and she's not alone. There's a lot of other people who pop up at various places and it's like, you know, when it's Christmas, you go work at Amazon for like 10 weeks or something like that. But she's living in her van that she's, you know, decked out into this whole live in a van kind of, it's like a tiny house, but it's a van. It's got like stuff, whatever. Um, anyway, and then she travels along and then here's all the people and there's, you know, one part of it is kind of this mini festival, whatever where people show up in the desert and they all just live there together for a certain amount of time depending on the you know it's it's all like time of year oriented (laughs) it is yeah anyway so like that's the movie and then it's uh you know francis mcdormand's journey and seeing this whole lifestyle and everything uh and, and and i'll tell you i don't get it I don't get why people like this movie. Yeah. I don't get why people think that what she's doing, and I like her too, right? Right. <laughs> the let's get these David out of the way. Yeah, let's get the disclaimer. Going on. I like her 
Um, in I think everything else that she's done, even in things where I'm kind of like, eh, I mean, whatever, right? right? Um, but I still like her. And most of the time, I feel like she really kind of breaks out of movies yeah. for me, <clears throat> where uh, I could hate this movie and I'd want to watch her sure. being her. And the weird thing is, is that she's very real, I think, in mm-hmm. everything else that she's in, right? Yeah. She's just very real. And here, the whole thing is just to be normal and real. And I was like, I don't believe her. Like at any point in this movie, <laughs> do I believe that any of this is happening? Right. It, it was so weird. That's weird. That's interesting. Um, and not that she's doing anything bad, but really, I think you know, I apologize to her going forward for this. I, this does not seem like difficult acting to me. Hmm. Right? She does not seem like she's doing stuff that is actually really very hard to do. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think virtually anyone else could have done this movie and you would not go, Oh God, I wish we like, if we made two of them, right. right? Oh, that Francis McDormand one's way right. better. Right. She is way better at like standing there at the Amazon warehouse thing. What? Right. Like everything about the movie is, uh, and not that she's, she's not doing anything bad. She, right. it, it's not bad at all. I just, I feel like there's a level of difficulty that has been, sucked out of this because of this whole weird <laughs> documentary non-documentary thing we're doing yeah it's like you know the vast majority of what she's doing is like she's looking for something she's walking somewhere she's washing a window mm-hmm. in a bathroom she's stocking shelves or not stocking shelves but no but yeah she's working in the warehouse she's washing dishes and all she's and doing and is walking around with regular people doing regular things and i don't know maybe uh someone will correct me and go aha that's actually the most difficult thing there (laughs) is in the universe but yeah everybody um, knows mark theater 101 this is hard but but also you know the movie as a movie um so anyway uh going on and on i haven't given you a score i give it a four I, I was way off. I was just mostly bored. And then David Strathorn would show up and I'd be like, aha, yeah. now something's going to happen. Now it's going to kick. Right? Now right. something's going to happen. And then she would like go, hey. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Right. And I mean, wow, I, I think it's interesting, off. right, to watch this movie. Yeah. As the documentary, right? Yeah. Right. But that's not a movie and it's not really a story it's almost like you know you can make a documentary about anything mm-hmm. and you and it's a documentary right but that doesn't mean that it's a story like you could just right. strap a yeah. camera to somebody and go documentary of this person sure. right <laughs> that doesn't yeah. mean that it's i don't know man i just it's okay sometimes right, films don't i give it a four i i i don't i don't know what the hype is and yeah, I, I don't know why people love her specifically. Whatever. I anyway. think it, in some level, I think it might actually be the timing of the film. I think in a different year, that might not land as hard. But I think there's, not to make excuses for it, I actually kind of think there's an argument in there that this is a COVID escape film in some way. Um, and it came out at the right time. But to to some small point too that you're making, like, look, there was a film years ago that everybody loved and I was kind of, I didn't hate it, but I was really lukewarm on it and it was kids, 
You know, and I understand oh, yeah, why yeah. kids was like this revolutionary thing because people just don't. But I mean, I was still a kid then, so it wasn't like revolutionary <laughs> to me. I knew right. idiots like that. But to everybody else, they're like, oh, yeah, this is so revolutionary and all these things. And we have no, I'm like, that's not, what are you doing? That's nothing big. I actually had you at kind of nine on this. I thought this was going to be right in your wheelhouse of stuff that was like wow. really effective. I'm, I'm not that far off from that, though. I had a lot more fun with it. I gave it an eight. Yeah. You know, I was watching it and I thought, there's some real pedantic kind of pedestrian stuff going on. But. Francis McDormand as the human avatar for this thing, it, there's things going on with her. I, I, I absolutely do agree. There's a lot of walking. There's a lot of walking that doesn't need to be walking, except this is, and it's never explained. It's never, it's never defined as like her confiding to some uh, nomad pal where she's like, I need to walk because it gets me off my husband's loss or, you know, it doesn't, she's just walking because she's just walking and that's great cinematography and it, it's great cinematography there's a lot of great scenes there i i wasn't like bowled over by it and i've seen films that do similar things like this i just thought it was kind of comfortable and i liked watching her it's definitely comfortable you know and i'm like saying it, it's not it doesn't expect you to bend your expectations anywhere it's really exactly going to give you what you think i i don't want the nomadic lifestyle None of this right. appeals to me. I like Francis McDormand and David Strathairn very much. Everybody else in this is, like you said, they're real people. Like Linda is Linda. And that's a, some nomad woman that they apparently, you know, most of the cast is just this nomadic cult, excuse me, not cult, culture of people that portrayed basically themselves. And those people are mostly interesting. Usually when you cast real professional actors who are not just award winners, but terribly proficient and capable and you put them in a room with a bunch of people they're they're not going to stand up very well and it's going to look really awful i didn't think it looked very awful except maybe one time um there's a vulnerability to fern that was both kind of interesting and engaging and it's an easy story to see like once david strathen comes in like is she gonna heal you know he's you don't become a nomadic person. Is, in are, this they, film. are they going to? Are uh, they going to heal each other? Something with a relationship. Because right. then sure. I start thinking, okay, Nomadland versus the British of Madison County, and now we're on Golden Pond. Like these old, damaged people are going to heal themselves and start a new life, and maybe they keep riding, and maybe they settle down. Right. And for me, you know, the last 15, 20 minutes of the film, I didn't like at all. Again, I'm I'm really like the big sour part for me is this film doesn't have an ending and it perpetuates that it does and when it gives me what it gave me i actually was pretty angry at it like i'm well, like that sucks and you it do doesn't that. have an ending because it doesn't have a story well it, i disagree it, with that it, it, it I does, but i know it, what you're saying it if it had if it right. was if other things were happening yeah. earlier in the movie then there would be a way to have an ending there's but it doesn't I don't think, you know, we have the part where she's with her sister, right? Yeah. And then she's said, you know, then we get kind of like, we're talking a little bit about how she started her way here, mm -hmm. why she needs money to fix her van that yeah. isn't worth that much money where right. you could just get a new van right. for that, for that money. Right. And, uh, and then ultimately we have, uh, like the part where Straytharn is towards the end of the movie. Yeah. 
he's suddenly is like in like a different place or whatever. Yep. And we have a fair amount of talking about how she started yeah. being like this, how she continues being like this, uh, and how she's apparently not going to stop. Yeah. But we don't have any, like, we don't care why. Right. And we just look at other people doing the same thing and we can kind of go, well, they are clearly not doing it for the same reason. I got an idea. Although they too. might be similar right. or yada, yada. Right. Yeah. But we're not like doing anything. Yeah. So there's so there's no end to get to. Sure. Right. Well, th- there's there's an argument that I have here. I was talking to someone else about it, and I think Fern is both an avatar for the audience, but also not all the audience. Like she's not an avatar for me because I don't want that life. But to anybody who has ever thought, I hate my job. I would just love to see the country. I want to do something. I want to meet new people. I think the blandness of some of her choices is designed to let the audience imprint on her. Right. And I think that's that's okay. That's admirable. There's, there's a lot of films that do that, a lot of stories that do that. But I don't think you get to have it both ways where you get to swing that pendulum back and forth. It's almost like it's almost like when the music comes in and it's real, real sad because you're supposed to feel right. real, real sad, but my story hasn't done anything to get you there. Right. Like those crutches are ineffective and they often are clumsy. I think that is here on some level. I was pulled along mostly by how vulnerable and interesting I thought Fern was at points and could be before I realized she's not going to be. Right. And by the time I started disengaging, it was when she saw her sister. And right, I thought, because right. there's only so much you can do about going from one place to the next, and then we'll, I'll see you in eight months, we'll do Amazon again, like you said. Right. That's not the film that they want to tell, but that's the film they're telling. And again, I think to some people who are so used to seeing great white sharks and Jedis and all kinds of stuff, this is a this is like an art house darling where most people that I know that don't see a fraction of the films we do, this is going to be like their favorite thing. Cause this is going to tug at their heart. Right. Sure. It's going to imprint on them. But when we see three films like that every week, you know, I'm like, you got to do more than what you're doing. Yeah. And, and I think and, and it's I think, hitting more on those people. Yeah. A lot of what happens in the movie too, which I think kind of connects to their not being an end. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of what we get is just, I'm going to say this at you. Yeah. And I'm not saying it for any reason. It, it You know, it's not right. going to ultimately also right. get anywhere. So we're just going to like throw stuff out about her house that she used to live in yeah. and her, you know, why does she go to the wall drug yeah. super crazy thing? Because in the summer it's hugely right. popular and whatever. Right. But there's, you know, her relationship with her sister, her, why does she do this? The fact that, uh, she is clearly not even like being safe about it. Where yeah. we have the one scene where she doesn't have that. the tire. Yep. Right. Right. Um, she is in this, there are people who are on this life, yeah. right. For reasons that you might say, I don't know if I could get behind that. But I'm okay with them doing it right. because they know what they're doing and they're right. doing it. And they're like, hey, man, look, this is what I right. want to do. And that's not what she's doing, right. right? Right. But the movie doesn't get it. All it does is just say this one thing at you. Yeah. 
and it doesn't go anywhere with it. Right. And it doesn't care if you think it's interesting, whatever. Uh, when I was watching this movie, it made me think a lot of, and there are parts that I think are really good. Sure. Right? Yeah. There, there are parts that are really fun to watch. Overall, I just don't love it. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that everything's about, about it's bad. But, you know, I was watching this movie. It made me think a lot of Leave No Trace. Yeah. And I thought, yep. A, that movie is wildly better Way, and no one cared. Right. <laughs> and it didn't get any it, yeah. anything behind it. No traction at all. It had uh, a purposeful telling of something that is, in a way, almost similar to the documentariness of this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but it was, but it was a very purposeful telling, and it was a why we're showing you this, mm-hmm. why we're looking at this guy, and I thought Thomas and Mackenzie was better, <laughs> actually, than Frances McDormand was. Yeah. Uh, she had a wickedly complex thing to try to deliver, very hard thing, and she did it. I thought amazingly. Yeah. And yet, it's you're still tied into this because I think it, the dad in Leave No Trace, McDormand, because yeah, what actually. they're both doing is like they actually don't want to do it. Yeah. But it kind of feels okay to say they want to do it yeah. because they kind of can't figure out how to not do it. How to not do it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, so in that sense, they're they're kind of similar. But man, it just made me think of that yeah. movie all the time. There's a there's a weird irony to it outside of that because I thought of I thought of Leave No Trace um, a bit here and there too, um, mostly because of the motivational factor. Like I get right. why his motivation is even with his daughter and without her, like he's going to keep doing this life. And we're right, like he's he keeps right. doing it because right. he can't stop. Here, it's it the irony that they want to build a, a story on and not a movement on. Like, this isn't like <laughs> this isn't trying to Everyone get people to leave it, right? like their <laughs> lives to do this, but in order to become as free as these people are, and then you realize they're not they're they're trapped in a way that even right. they weren't trapped before their life turned them into nomads. You know, in order to get that freedom, you have to go through an incredible grief there's something that's hurting almost all of them there was one person in that group of uh you know it's not fair to call them the carnies but they're just these seasonal travelers and she was just like i gave up everything i wanted to travel i wanted to see things i i i'm so tired of being stuck down and i'm like this is the life you want that's absolutely good for you until you get tired of it and then hopefully you have somewhere else to go but most everyone else there is damaged and grief stricken or lost and i think what it wants to portray is that when you're even at that bottom you're totally free but man that's not the way that they're representing anything she's not free she's trapped in every moment and some of the small handful of things that were endearing is like when she when she sees david later and she has a bed to sleep in and she's uncomfortable so she goes out into her truck Right. You know, out under a van, and you realize now she's she's hopeless. She can't leave that life under no circumstances, even if what she wants most desperately is to go back to her life. And then later, when she does go home, you realize like now you're you're lost. That was the damning act. You can't go back to that. And even if you could, now you don't even know how to do it. So. Right. I get that that appeals to people, but it just, that stuff didn't land on me. Most of the stuff that I liked was how it felt kind of 
like iPhone shot. Like I liked how indie it felt. Mm. I liked for a long time how raw the cast was with a couple real professional people. I liked how they pulled their own weight in the small amount that they had to do. But then when it had to do something more, because that's good for 30 or 40 minutes, it didn't do it. And that's when I started sliding. Right. So I get it. But All right. Uh, anyway, that that's my uh, – I think that's my biggest – uh, you know, I don't know. My biggest uh, deviation from right. most people are talking about. There are a lot. It's of, on a there lot are of a lot of list. things this yeah. year um, that a lot of people love. Yeah. Um, luckily, Hillbilly Elegy has kind of fallen back away. <laughs> right. right? Uh, like there was a time when you were like, I don't know, is everybody going to love this? And yeah, no. And because I did not like that at yeah. all. Um, you know, the other, the other one for me, I think, I think the only other one that's big, and then we'll uh, get out of here, yeah. is, uh, well, actually, two, Mank and mm-hmm. uh, One Night in Miami. Yeah. Now, Mank, I just really didn't love. Yeah. Uh, I was like, that movie is perfectly five, like, for me, right? It was just, it's like, okay, fine, yeah. right? <laughs> right. But everyone loves it, right? Yeah. One Night in Miami is kind of the same way, except there were uh, a lot of parts in One Night in Miami where I was like, okay, this is kind of awesome, right? Yeah. There, there was a yeah. lot of fun in that, and it's higher. Right. Um, but as far as is this the best or is this the best actor or whatever, uh, a lot of people <laughs> like that a lot more than I do, yeah. but I still like it. Right. I, right. <laughs> so, Right. So anyway, that's my probably biggest divergence, except for um, News of the World and uh, specifically Tom Hanks and cinematography uh, and actually like costume. The, yeah, right. right. Um, so the people are talking about that, but in a different way. And I was only kind of yeah. okay with yeah. that movie too. All right. So next week uh, we're going to have like a big roundup and try to get through whatever as many movies that might be nominated for something as we possibly can yeah and then the week after that we'll we'll start with uh best of the year so uh thanks for tuning in and uh i I don't know let us know if there are any uh things that we need to consider that are outside of these 24 movies that we haven't (laughs) talked about a good list actually all right thanks for tuning in bye bye hey listeners on behalf of myself and shane leonard we want to thank you for tuning in once again the Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to AreYouScreening.podbean.com or AreYouScreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>